Blog Talk Radio. All right, the number is 646-716-8447. If you're calling in, that is the number. If you're calling in, that is the number. All right, give me a quick second. Hold on, I want to I want to bring I want to talk about R. Kelly for a second cuz I didn't get a chance to say that. It's just a little quick little thing that I'm going to say. Then we're going to move on from that. But if you're calling in, the number is 646-716-8447. Okay, that is the number. So if you're calling in, oh, man, that's all the way home. That is the number. So if you're going to call in, 646-716-8447 is the number. Moderators, if you can post that in there, you can call in, and that's the number. All right. So R. Kelly now is up to the jury. So everybody named Mama been talking about R. Kelly. He innocent, this and this and this. Now finally, it's up to the jury to deliberate. Okay. So I don't know when we're gonna get a verdict. I've been checking my phone. I've been refreshing my phone. But I want to know when would this verdict come out? And I believe he's gonna get a guilty verdict. Let me tell you why. Some of the charges will be guilty because a prosecutor did a good job laying out how R. Kelly used and abused these women. I believe some charge he will be guilty of something. It will not be a not guilty on all charges. That ain't going to be this time. He's going to have a guilty on some of those charges. It's going to be guilty. And then also, I think he got some cases to deal with back here in Illinois. But I believe some of those charges is going to be guilty. And uh, I don't know which one's going to be guilty. I'm not going to get into that. But you heard it here first on the Wally Show. Some of them charges, he's going to be a guilty on some of them charges. He's not going to get completely free from these charges. And I'm just, I'm just being 100% real with you on that. Okay? So it's up to the jury because the prosecutors did an amazing job. And, Demo- and, and the, the defense, they did not do a good job at all. And I'm just being 100% real with you. Uh, they tried to make him look – they wanted the defense in the closing arguments. He wanted R. Kelly – tried to put R. Kelly on the same level as Dr. King. And I'm like, what are you talking about? R. Kelly is not Dr. King. But anywho, okay, it's not really looking too good, okay? I read some transcripts, not really good, and stuff like that. I think R. Kelly is definitely going to be a not guilty – I mean, guilty on some charges. He's going to be serving some time. This time, he's not getting away. Okay, we're going to open up these phone lines. Okay, give me a second. Let me put the number on the screen because y'all going to be like, what's the number? What's the number? Hold on, let me put the number on the screen. Give me a second. And I still, I love his music. I was on Clubhouse a couple of nights ago, and they were saying, um, Did you, are you going to counsel R. Kelly? I told the lady, no. What do you mean, no? I said, I'm not going to counsel now that says music. Him as a man, he's already been counseled in my book as a man. He did a lot of dirty stuff. But would I still listen to his music? Yes. Do I step, step, round and round? I would still listen to that, okay? I'm going to still listen to that. I'm going to still listen to his music. You are not alone. I'm going to still listen to the music that he wrote, okay? That just, that, that's what I'm going to I'm, I'm going to tell you that right now. But as a man, as a, as a as another black man, uh, what he did was wrong. And and in my humble opinion, and I can only say allegedly because he has not been convicted yet. But soon, if he's convicted, then I don't have to say allegedly no more. But let's go to the phone lines. 
okay? Uh, do I have that? Hold on one second. Let me get R. Kelly off the screen. <laughs> All right, R. Kelly, don't drop the soap. Okay. The number is 646-716-8447. That's the number, and you can call in. Okay, let's go to the last four. Four three three four. You live on the air. Hey Wiley. Hey. How you doing? Doing good. You know what? It's this a good show. You brought up a lot of lot of topics, so I just be real quick, child. Um, you funny as hell. But you know what? I'm from Chicago. Um, uh-huh. I, I haven't stopped listening to R. Kelly, and you know it's crazy how people try to shame you for listening to R. Kelly music. But like, do you think of all the artists out here that did bad things? Yo, Why and, and is R. Kelly the one that being crucified? Because R. Kelly got caught, he got real sloppy, and he got broke. See, the thing about it, the reason why you're not hearing from other people is because they still got money. They still able to pay off their victims and they inner circle. R. Kelly got broke. Money started to dry up. So that's why people is talking. He still was getting that um, money, still making those number one hits. They would not be talking. It would not be a case. Yeah, I mean, I understand that, but it, it is like artists, um, directors, um, sports um, athletes that have done bad things and been convicted. But it's like if you say you listen to R. Kelly, you know, people want to shame you, but whatever. He made some good music. I mean, come on. I still listen to him. Um, oh, fact. I, I, but I, I to, uh, so I'm from Chicago uh, as well, so I ain't gonna never cancel his music. We from Chi-Town. We I love know. our Kelly's music. Chi-Town, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can, you know, distinguish between a man and a music. Okay. He's an effed up individual, but the music is the music. I still listen to it. People listen to it at barbecues. You know how it is in Chicago. Everybody's barbecuing. And you're going to um, play Step in the Name of Love. You're going to hear that. So. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I, wanted to, um, well, I wanted to um, speak on uh, a couple of things because you went okay. over so many things, Chad. Um, yes. Let me see. Oh. <laughs> The, um, <laughs> like, I almost forgot. Okay, we, we talked about August Alcina. Um, I think he's talented, but nobody cares that he's retiring. Um, unfortunately, he doesn't have that PR behind him. You know, it seems like nowadays you need, like, a popular girlfriend to get you popping. You know what I'm saying? Like, a, um... Like what Ari did for Moneybag Yo. Even though Moneybag had his own thing, but once they got together, them together, they created, like, all this um, publicity and people want to know what's going on in their relationship. August, I think he don't got that. He got to get a poppy girlfriend, unfortunately, I think, to at least, you know, get something started. I think, oh, date, I think he should. Retired. I think he should co-sign and date like Chloe. That's another good point because you know female rappers. That's one of the things that they say about female rappers that you have to have a co-sign to make it. I think he should date Chloe. He needs to date somebody that's in the business to really, really get it. And then also, August needs to start doing interviews. He's too attractive just to be hidden and on a uh, and not in the media eye. He needs to start doing shows, a podcast, TikTok. He needs to show people because if he starts showing his nieces and really starts showing him being a father to his nieces, that will bring a lot of women to say, hey, I'm going to support this brother because he's taking care of people that's not even his kids. He's taking care of his niece. So I think he should do more. You just can't sit at home and expect people to rush to buy your music. 
we're not in that time no more. You actually got to be active on social media. Exactly. It's it's a different time. You just can't just sit back and expect people to be interested in you. Unfortunately, um, it's not all about talent. Just because you can sing, it's a lot of people who can sing. You know, people want somebody they can invest in. Like you said, they can watch their Instagram or see what they're doing. Because, you know, people just damn nosy, period. But if you're showing us nothing, it's like, okay. Because if cool. let's go back to Chloe, right? What did Chloe do? She would start doing remixes, or she start doing songs. Of you know, re, you know, start singing these songs, right? Like a karaoke and her voice. And what did she do after she got all that attention? She dropped her single, and now the single is doing well on the charts. Have Mercy is doing really well. But what did Chloe? She was very active on social media on Instagram. So that's something that August got to be doing. Yeah, and that's what, what anybody has to do um, who wants to be successful in, in, in this business, you know. Um, so, yeah, he can take a page out of her book. Um, another thing you mentioned, uh, as far as black folks especially, us getting uh, life insurance that GoFundMe is not an insurance policy. Um, I, take, I take that very – yeah, this is something we have to do. I mean, the – for the amount to get an insurance policy, it's almost nothing on a, a monthly, paying it on a monthly. You can get some type of policy because what people got to understand is that if you pass away, and especially if you have children, you're leaving them with debt instead of leaving them better off. The reason I say that, my mother passed away suddenly. She was young. Um and that devastated me. You know, I couldn't go to work. I couldn't, um, I was just in my grief and trying to heal. But the one thing she did was make sure that she had a good enough policy. So the one thing I didn't have to worry about was money. She had a retirement account set up. She had life insurance. She had all these things. So while I was in the brunt of my grief, the one thing I did not have to worry about, how I'm going to bury her, how I'm going to pay the bills, how I'm going to pay the mortgage, how I'm going to do this, how I'm going to do that. That was the the least thing that was on my mind because she did it the correct way. So I do want people to understand, especially you all out there that's listening and got children, do not leave them in a worse predicament when you were here. And you got to understand your children are going to grieve too. A lot of people, you know, they they don't have a choice. You know, let's say a parent died or husband or wife that whatever you know they got to get up and go to work because there's no money and right doing and, that and on top of grief it's sad it's, it's, a lot. It's, it's really sad when you grieve and you got a bed to bury your loved ones or you don't have it this is yeah. why we have to preach that to our loved ones to invest in life because it's not that much the younger you get it the less the, the cheaper it is it's not much at all and then mm-hmm. also, people need time to heal. Just because you um, can go back to work or have to go back to work don't mean that you should. I took off like six months just to get my time to get, you know, to where I was strong enough to go to work. So, and, you know, you have to settle their business, they, you know, pay all, whatever bills or whatever, whatever you have to do, you know, it, it's a lot, you know. So people with children, especially, please 
get a life insurance policy. Um, but the one thing about A.J. White, now, it would be different, like, if A.J. Johnson, if he was out here, you know, flossing like, oh, I got a big house, I got these cars or something. We didn't see him. We haven't seen him for years, right? Mm-hmm. And so I wouldn't feel bad helping somebody like that. The ones who out here, you know, showboating and then you pass away and your family is out here begging. Right. Facts. But another thing to the AJs that are doing comedy, making money, you got to make sure you invest in yourself by getting a life insurance policy and having a will. That's about, that's the, that's the correct thing to do as a good money managed investment decision, in my humble opinion. Because you can't be going around doing comedy, making money, and not putting money away for your family, and just in case you're not, get, just in case you're getting, you know, have a retirement plan as well. So we have to preach getting help uh, life insurance because that's definitely needed in our community. Because a lot of people think, let me just get a GoFundMe, and that's not the way to go. Yeah, I mean, just it matches. I mean, I hate to see it. I hate to see those. I have myself have, you know, given to people GoFundMe, but I hate to see it. I don't know what that brother was doing at the latter part of his life or what happened with his money. We don't know. He kind of just disappeared. But, um, yeah, and then when you in show business like that, like they don't have insurance plans and uh, retirement plans, like when you are an actor or a comedian, I guess, you know. Like for my job, um even without paying anything extra, they give you a $20,000 policy if you pass away while you're still working. Um, they don't have that. Like, with the stuff he was doing, freelancing, you know, he'd be in a movie here, a do a, a stand-up there. But, yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate that he died without any money for his family to bury him. And, you know, who knows what um, financial um, position they are in. But I do think I did hear Master P say that he would um, contribute um, or just pay for the funeral outright. But um, I know they, they raised money. Is, I, think, I think they raised like twenty thousand already. Well, yeah. And then what people got to understand is, you know, when someone passes away, expenses are not just a funeral, you know. Um, and so that's why I, I would give, you know. Um, to somebody like that because, you know, you got to pay whatever bills they have, especially if you're a wife. Like, if your parent dies, you don't have to pay their bills, like credit card bills and stuff like that. But if you marry to somebody, you have to pay their debt. Their debt is your debt. So the fact that his wife is in this financial cul-de-sac right now, I think it's unfortunate. Facts. You're right about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the last thing the last thing, oh, Tasha K, um, yeah. When she was talking about um Nicki Minaj and um Karen Civil, I was just looking at my T V screen. I'm like, Tasha K, you full of ass. You full of ass. What she had to say. So she kept on going with this oh, this um uh SA happened thirty years ago, like just get over it, like she's um it, she don't want to see um, them together or something like that. It was like, girls, that has nothing to do with it. The reason that all of this came up was not because this girl was going around running her mouth. She didn't want to bring no attention to herself. It was the harassment, like she said. So she keep on saying, this happened 30 years ago. The harassment didn't. The harassment happened after 
he got married to Nicki Minaj and, and um, figured out, oh, well, being a, a felon and having to register as an SA, um, you know, um, there's certain things I'm not going to be able to do. And so we can get her to recant, then, you know, it'll make it better for me. That That's recent. That has nothing to do with the, the assault. I mean, yeah, he, he did his time for that, you know. But you can't tell a victim how long it takes for them to get over something, even if it was 30 days ago or 300 years, child. she get over it her time, but this is not what that's about. Her issue is not about the actual assault. It's about the actual harassment. So when she kept bringing that up, I'm like, girl, sit down. Shut up. And then um, my last thing with Karen Civil, um, she had Jason and Tasha was just like, oh, well, basically, like, you know, just wrote it off, like, you know, let it go or whatever. It's like, Tasha, if somebody got your YouTube taken down with the amount of revenue that she bring in, oh, she would be highly upset. If you cause me to lose $5, I'm going to go after you. I don't care. So I just thought that was kind of crazy. Like, girl, what are you talking about? I hear you right there. I think that a lot of times, I said this before, that Nikki will get defended because we're talking about another powerful entity. So uh, I think that Tasha knew the backlash that she got by not covering the story, by the tweets that she sent out. So she tried her best to be critical and yet take up for Nikki. And it's kind of hard to be neutral in that because sometimes you can't be neutral. Sometimes you got to pick a side. Some some topics or some situations is like that. So I think she tried to be neutral in it because she did was a little critical of the husband, Mary and Nikki, and stuff like that. So she was really yeah. she was a little critical of that. But then she was like, the lady is, you know, then she's trying to throw Jennifer under the bus. So what she's trying to do is she's trying to satisfy her base that want her to criticize, you know, her base that are victims that want, you know, all about victim rights. She's trying to satisfy that base. But then she's also trying to satisfy the barb or not, you know, criticizing Nikki because she knows they will unsubscribe, they won't watch, you know, they'll thumb down the video, and she's trying to get to her one million. So it's a very strategic move on Tasha not to mess up a, a strong base of her support. She has a strong base by the barbs. Barbs are very strong, but their loyalty is with uh, is with Nikki. Yeah, I agree. She tried to throw a little shade in there. I'm like, girl, stop. But anyway, um, thank you for listening to me, Wally. I know you got people waiting to talk to you. But um, right, good show, you. and you have a good night. Thank you so very much. Okay. Yeah, you Thank bye-bye. you. Oh, yeah. Bye bye. Uh, Tasha said, "Quote: I did not get no backlash." Well, I disagree. I disagree. Um, what I mean by backlash, I'm looking at different comments. You know, I'm in the streets. I'm looking at different threads and different stuff like that. You may not have like a major backlash, but it was certain type of backlash um, that she received. Now, because many people wanted her to come out and make a statement that particular day, uh, but she waited to Friday which is cool. But I understand it's a very strategic move for Tasha to defend Nikki and to defend her. I understand and I get it. But in this case, Jennifer is just very credible in my humble opinion, unless we get some new information that says she's not credible. Then if we get that and if Tasha like drop a major receipt that Jennifer is just 
were just lying, that she's not credible. Then I come out and say, oh, you know, we got some updated rumors. But as of right now, I believe in my heart of hearts that this woman is a victim of not not only of the soul, a victim of harassment and stuff like that. Now, this person that was representing Nicki Minaj, if it's any evidence and proof that they gave him the number to speak on their behalf, that's going to help this case. And we have to understand, civil is different than criminal, in my humble opinion and in the legal opinion, because the burden of proof in civil is different than criminal, right? This whole thing with Cardi B and Tasha is not criminal. It's civil. So you already know the burden of totally different. But one thing about civil, like, We'll be hearing some type of evidence, and that could easily transition into criminal. So we're going to see how this is going to go. I want to see how this is going to actually go um, doing this case. And I'm definitely going to cover this case. Um, this case is definitely going to uh, really bring a lot of eyeballs and ears to it. But I do believe Nikki is going to settle. I don't believe this will go to court and just really end up in a nasty trial because, again, it will keep, it will keep reminding people about her husband and what her husband did to this woman. I believe she's going to write a check, and it will not be no $20,000. <laughs> that's what they did. It will not be uh, $20,000 for this. So that's what I want to say in a, uh, a humble opinion. I don't have a link. I only have the call-in number. I don't have the link for this, unfortunately. I don't have the link. So Tasha can call in. I don't have the link. This is not a link to show today. Um, so I'll give her the number if she want to call in. So give me a second. Um, 646-716-8447. Yeah, so if she want to call in, she can call in. Now, we don't have a link. I don't know how to do the link thing yet. Um, but, yeah, that's just my humble opinion. That's my humble opinion. Yeah, Nikki gonna, Nikki's, Nikki's going to settle. She's she's going to settle. And she's got a whole lot of stuff that she, she settled. She settled for a man that committed a crime not only that he committed another crime and then he committed he committed like three crimes one was uh assault uh back in the 90s another one was manslaughter and another one was not register so he committed like three crimes so the new part of this him not registering and, and then reopening up that womb and then these are celebrities these are not regular people he's connected with, he's a regular guy that's connected to a celebrity so Give me a second. We open up the phone line, 646-716-8447. Make sure you like the video. All right, we got two callers here. Let's go. Uh, Anonymous, you live on air. Hey, Wiley. Hey. So um, I just wanted to comment on the Nicki Minaj stuff um, and primarily on uh, Tasha's feedback tonight. What I wanted to say was that – oh, hello? I'm listening. Hello. Oh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I thought something went wrong. But uh, what what I wanted to say was I think um, Tasha did very good in kind of looking at it from a business perspective, right? I think uh, you can't separate love sometimes. I think Nikki moved too fast, too quickly with this man. She thought she knew him from back in the day. She probably really didn't know his character and personality too well. But once you're in, you're in. And she has a child with him. And sometimes you can't separate love, but you can, for business purposes, separate the marriage part. Nikki's biggest mistake with this man, like he committed his crime and then he failed to register. So he's continuing to add to the crime he did years ago. He he went to jail, but still he didn't comply with his release agreement. So Nikki's biggest mistake was even making a comment about it early on. Just at her level, saying anything sparked this all off because the victim, uh, she was triggered by it, as we all know. And that's just how all of this got started. And so I think um, 
I was a little bit mad at Tasha uh, a couple of days ago when she was posting, a, you know, about all oh, wheel drag people. I, you know, I felt like she was going hard on the victim, but her commentary tonight was really more uh, from a business perspective. And I thought that that was pretty fair. Like you came in this deep. Now you got to, I mean, maybe she does need to paperwork wise divorce and just start getting counsel from, from her team. The other thing is uh, this guy black, I think he needs to come on your show and he needs to play the tape because Tasha was I'm like, play the t- see the thing about this Mr. Black person, pay don't don't tangle a receipt. Play the damn receipt, right? <laughs> if uh-huh. you got a receipt and it's gonna discredit Jennifer. I wanna hear that receipt. I don't want you sitting on that receipt. I wanna hear it. So if Mr. Black in the pushes, where is this receipt? Because with the thing that Tasha posted, it wasn't nothing when she posted on our Instagram. It wasn't hidden. It, it wasn't, in my humble opinion, was not a receipt. It was just Jennifer talking, but she wasn't saying nothing that was like, oh, we got her. I need that gotcha moment. Where is the receipt? And if he recorded it and he's claiming he has that whole entire conversation where they were conspiring together to get that money, then he needs to play it on your show or and Tasha also needs to drop his uh, Instagram like she said she would, so we could all evaluate him ourselves. But yeah, if he got so much to say to her, why can't he have so much say to say out here? Why doesn't why don't we know anything else about him? But um, I don't know. I hope he calls in. He will clear the air. All right. Thank you so very much for calling in. Um, Good night. Thank- Tonight, so I want to put our picture back up there because I think we have an exclusive, not an exclusive, but an update. So give me a second. Where are I do our picture? Okay. Have an update on Kelly Price. A little update. According to Dr. Larry Reed live, Kelly Price called into the Dr. Larry Reed show, and she claims that they still have not heard or seen Kelly Price to do not believe the attorney. This is getting messy. So I'm asking you guys to pray. I do believe she has been found. I do believe that sister just wants some money. Uh, but we will keep you all updated on this case. I have not changed my position. I believe this lady is somewhere in the cabin getting her best life, living her best life. But the sister uh, called in to uh, Dr. Lee's show, and she said that he, that she said that she have not heard from Kelly Price and do not, quote, do not believe the attorney. All right? We're going to move on to the next topic. I mean, the next caller. Wow, this is a mess. We're going to see how this is going to turn out. This this is a hot mess. Okay. Um, let me see. All right. I think we got 9867. Caller, you're on air. Hey, Wally. Hey, Wally. Hey. This is the Voice of New York. So um, a couple of things I just want to highlight. With the A.J. Johnson and um, not having life insurance, I think that's a pissful responsibility on the family, um, especially if you're a big celebrity. Why Everyone knows they're going to pass away. So I'm pretty shocked that he left the burden on his family, especially his wife, and then his wife expects to assist of them being lackadaisical of their poor planning skills. Like, I think that's very, um, that's very shameful for them to assume that, oh, because I know you, I should pay for your funeral arrangement. What, the thing is, what were you doing with your money when you were making these type of cash? Like, I don't get it. Like, you just let your husband not have, I didn't have any conversation on how the burial will go, like how everything will work out. Like, what did you do? 
I, I just don't think the public should 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 feel guilty in donating if they don't feel like it. Neither should other celebrities should be come from the goodness of their hearts. Um, with that, uh, I also think that Omnicat or whatever you mentioned should go to jail. Um, I, I think you mentioned that. Uh, I didn't watch the Tasha K live video, so I, I I don't know what exactly she said, but based on the conversations that I'm hearing through what you stated and what other people are stating, she took like a more diplomatic way to um, respond to Nicki Minaj thing. And I just want to know, like, you know, um, I did see the rewind of videos when Tasha K did talk uh, negatively about Nicki Minaj's husband, as she should, right? But then after the call that um, when she was supposed to be on Queen Radio or whatever happened, all of a sudden, like, all those things that Nikki did is kind of like being pacified from Tasha K, right? And I, I'm still I, I'm still a wino. I still support her because it was all business. But we have to also make sure that Nikki takes accountability and responsibility for who she selected. Nikki went to her old hood at a turkey drive-off to pick up this bum-bum, okay? So let's not act like she didn't know. I feel like this is not something in which, you know, I don't know if anyone knows about the movie uh, or, or the or the real-life story of the girl trapped in the basement where the, where the, where the father or the husband actually uh, um, uh, captured and, and, and put his daughter down the basement for over 24 years and the wife had no idea. This is not the type of scenario. This is someone who knows of his past, who knew of his past, and then tries to magically erase it because of who she is. This is completely different. She decided to go to this guy. She decided to make him go there and impregnate her and, and, trying, to er- and trying to disappear of his record. She's the one that knows it, but you just can't pretend like she's in la-la world. She's literally a la la world. Like, this is not the Matrix. She needs to come out of Inception, okay, because clearly she's in dreamland, and I feel like we need to hold her accountable. And I think we also need to separate Nicki Minaj from Onika. This is Onika that's doing all this. This is Onika who's doing this. Like, you can't think, oh, Nicki, 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 Nicki. No, this is Onika, and this is how she thinks. And we need to stop equating this love thing, right? Yeah, there are a lot of people who wish, I mean, I love Morris Chestnut, right? I know I could never be with him, but that is, like, my, 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 my act of crush, right? Like, I got to be in reality, like, okay, he's married, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I think at the end of the day, there are a lot of people who think they're in love with someone or whatever, but it's bigger than love. It's about the names, about what y'all can build. He can't build with her. He can't build with her. He has nothing to build up. She is literally his build bear okay, from start to finish. Um, so I'm kind of disappointed in Tasha K of her not going in because I'm sure, Wally, you know this as well. If this was Cardi B, baby, Tasha K, Tasha K will find a way to interview culture herself. Like, she would have interviewed the maid, the nanny, the babysitter. But for, for Nicki Minaj, I don't see that same energy. And I think it's the energy I'm missing because I know Tasha K can definitely give her input. And I was actually looking forward to her input, you know, I, I I look at Impressive Channel, Lovely T, Armand, yours, everyone that, that the black bloggers, I'm waiting for them to go in because this is a big problem. And my last comment um, is with this Jason Lee stuff, right? I think you mentioned that he was um, basically doing adult labor or adult child labor, <laughs> um, I mean, with his employees. I saw the Justin Lee, Jason Lee's interview, I mean, or show when he talked with his two co-hosts. And honestly, hello, Wiley. I don't feel like I'm talking to myself. Wally? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, okay. I wasn't sure. I want to make sure you're still breathing. I'm like, Wally's still there? I'll make sure I, the call didn't drop. 
Um, I, I know I talk too much, so I'm gonna end it with this. But yeah, like I feel like when I watched the, you know, when when Justin Lee today had his own little podcast, whatever like that. Honestly, his co-hosts are not needed because everything like when you see like Justin Jason Lee was just rambling, 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 um, and then they zoom on to his co-hosts and they send little comments, but it's not like it's not on them. It's on Jason. It's like they're an extension. It's like it's like an appendix. Like what's the what, what like the appendix is there, but what it's used for? You know what I'm saying? Like I, they, they don't he don't really need them. So it's kind of like I don't understand why he has these co-hosts. I, I don't even know what happened with his other previous co-hosts, um, with Melissa Ford and all of them. But I feel like yeah, I can see um you know Jason Lee talking about building, 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 but he also did shady tactics himself. He's just mad that he got sunned the way Nikki sunned him. That's that's why he's mad. Like he got son, but I'm not gonna I'm not going to say Kevin Karen wasn't guilty in what she did. All right, thank yeah. you, Ali. I think like for Jason Lee podcast, it's Jason Lee show. He have a very dominant personality. He likes to talk, and it's kind of hard for his co-hosts to really speak and give their opinion. Like I be, I start watching because I, I like to hear what DJ Damage have to say or what Blue have to say. But sometimes he dominates the conversation so much that they're used to it, so they just give one, two, three words. But majority of the talking is Jason Lee. Precisely, precisely. And also, why why the chat saying they revoking my my card? SQ, why are you revoking my Barb Carl card? Like, wait, like, 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 I can still be a Barb, but also tell what what when Nikki is wrong. She's wrong. We 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 didn't stop pacifying a, a grown woman who's almost forty. Like she's not like like she's talking about we all her sons, but yet we treating her like she's our stepson. Like, we're babying her. She's supposed to be the mother of everything. And as a mother or whatever, you take responsibility for your adult reaction. And now that she did, I'm not biased. I'm being honest. Like, Nikki, Nikki messed up. She knows she messed up. That's why she, she's trying to cause a distraction with all her pictures online. You know what I want to hear? I want to hear Kenneth Penny come forward. I want Kenneth, if Kenneth really cared about his wife, like, truly and honestly, he would do an exclusive, hopefully with the Wally Show, but do an exclusive, where he said, do not attack my wife. This is not involving my wife. This is all on me. See, a real man will step up for his queen. Okay? Don't let her go down the crowd because she has more to lose than you. Like, this this is your saving grace. And I'm lying, you Wally? This is your saving grace. Like, this is your bad. Because if bad. anything, I would, I, 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 I would divorce him. He got nothing to lose. So he better go all, all like, you, you want to have, you want to have, and at least have some dignity. Have some dignity. I would have been like, listen, y'all coming out my wife a little bit too hard. My wife has nothing to do with it. This is about me. You know, at least I will respect his gangster if he, if he if he's that gangster. I'm like, you know what? He may be a trash man, but at least he's trying to act like an alpha man to protect his queen. But no, just like in chess, you, you see your queen is on the is on the mat, and she's moving all the positions to protect a king that can only go but so many directions. Those who play chess know that the queen has more moves than the king can ever make. So it's kind of like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? He's a goofball, and that's why I call him a bum bum. But but thank you so much, Wally. I, I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna take up all the time with the callers that's probably behind me. But thank you so very much for calling in. You're welcome. Bye. All right. All right. Thank you so very much. Wow. The number is six four six seven one six eight four four seven. I mean, a lot of people have a lot of stuff to say about Kid and Patty and Nikki. This is gonna be we're gonna be talking about this probably uh, for a while. 
uh, because we don't know what's going to be the next step legally on Jennifer's part and what our attorney. So we're going to see how this is going to operate. Um, Nikki Minaj did post a picture. Uh, she looked highly stressed out. Uh, when I saw the picture, I was like, oh, my God, she just needs to look like she needs a good nap and some good rest. But it's kind of hard to rest when you're being dragged all over social media and um, they're talking about your husband, the one that you land, land next to every night. But, again, the reason why I came out was so critical of this because Nikki was commenting on this. Um, Nikki is a part of this, um, and she should have just stayed silent. And I said this in numerous shows, and I want to say it again tonight. She should not have said anything negative about uh Jennifer on her social media, and then her husband should have registered. If all that would have happened, wouldn't be no conversation about Nikki and a lawsuit in the real. That wouldn't have been nowhere near a conversation. So I want to thank you all so very much for listening, tuning into the show. And you can follow me on Twitter at Wiley Show. You also can follow me on Instagram at Wiley Show. And also, too, we're going to do a uh, after show on station here. If you're on station here, we're going to do after show uh, or station. So give me a second. Let me get the title together. I can drop the link because uh, we haven't done an after show in a while. But I feel like doing an after show on station here. So give me a second. Uh, that will be, what's today? 20, no, 24. All right. Let me do this. Okay. All right, give me a second. Um, All right. Give me a second. I'm going to drop the link up in here because we got another caller, 2448. Caller, you on air. Hey, Wiley, can you hear me? I can hear you, yes. Y'all better call in. Y'all be calling in late. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) I just did. I just wanted to comment on the view because I know you touched on it a little bit. Yes, I did. Go and ahead. I just want—I just wanted to say I think the whole thing was staged because VP Harris was on the show, and you know what all of this um, with the story with the um, you know with the Haitians at the border. I don't think she really wanted to address it, or this was their way of allowing her to bypass that whole conversation because Sonny and Anna Navarro, they're the ones that usually ask the tougher questions. <laughs> uh-huh. So after they, get, after they get them out of the way, then all of a sudden she comes on, you know, via Skype or whatever it is from another room. And I don't even think she went into the whole Haitians at the border, even though that's the main question people wanted to ask her. Well, they they did address that, and she talked about it um, on, on there, and they talked about it. But, again, B, VP Harris is not the president, and I think people require so much of her. The vice president do not have any power. They only have a power to break a tie in the Senate, or if, if Joe Biden found to be incompetent or can't commit to his duties, then she could become president. But Vice President Harris do not have no power really well she uh, well she does well i agree with you on that but she does have the power or the authority where the president appoints her so since he appointed her to the whole immigration and um being in charge of the immigrants at the border because even before the haitians it was uh mexicans at the border um that is what she's supposed to be focusing on because she went to cuba she did all these other things to um um <clears throat> you know, I guess, uh, 
play her role. I hear what you're saying in terms of she don't doesn't have yeah, power, but that's supposed to be her her focus. Supposed to be the she immigrant. She can't go against the policy of the administration. This is something where I want to see Joe uh, President Joe Biden come out and do an interview, and we get his response because he is the most powerful person in that position. This true, policy true. go all the way back to President Carter. So this is nothing new. This is an American policy. So we need to speak to the American president and bring sure. Kamala Harris up just to speak to black folks, thinking that we're just going to not be so happy because she's the first black woman. And that, them days are over. We are more wise than now. We want to speak to the man that writes the checks, the, that write the, that makes the decision, and that is President Joe Biden. So he needs to come on out and do interviews. But Vice President Harris, anytime it's a black issue, bring her on TV. Let's let her talk. But no, she's not the president. Yeah, she's not. <laughs> she's not. She I agree sure with you gonna, on that. She damn sure not going to keep the same energy that she kept when she was a, a candidate because she was going all in about supporting immigrate, immigrants or <laughs> migrants from this country. But right. she's the vice president, and she can't go against the president. Why? Because she's going to lose all power. Like, let's, 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 let's not be dumb here. She's a politician. Right. She's not going to go on there and say, well, you know what? We need to have people to come to this country and get asylum. She can't say that without Biden saying it first. Like, that's true. <laughs> she, I hear you on that, but I just think <laughs> that's why I think it was staged. I think it was staged to throw throw her off. I don't think I saw that portion, so I'm going to have to go back and check. But I was thinking it because she was coming on the show, and I was like, but I know that if Sunny or the other lady was there. Oh yeah, they were asking. I think it would have been, been. I wouldn't have. I think it would have been a tougher. Um, it would have been for way her. tougher because Joy, Joy, <clears throat> not Joy. Uh, what was the other lady's name? The prosecutor. I forgot her name. Child. Uh, Sunny. But she's. Yeah, Sunny is a prosecutor, so she would have been. Correct. It would have been a prosecutor versus another prosecutor. It would have been a good right. TV. Moment. <laughs> you know, it would have been a tough right. TV moment because you know so. Right. She got a pass, but it did. But one thing I can say is that they apply pressure to the administration. I will tell you that. I mean, yeah. Tamika Mallory, it's been people going to the border, so they're making sure that we apply pressure to this administration. So that's a good thing. That's why you see Kamala Harris coming out because pressure is being applied to the administration. And then you got to understand, yeah. folks, the midterm election is next year. So mm-hmm. they got to get it together if they want Democrats to control the House and continue to control mm-hmm. the city. If they don't get it together, they're going to lose mm-hmm. both out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I think they should. Um, I think people should apply pressure because I know I have because they was applying pressure trying to get in, telling us, oh, we need to do this, we need to do that. So, right. yeah, so since you put all that pressure on everybody to get out the vote and you have people waiting in line for hours, then, okay, <laughs> now you got to work for it. So I think it's a good thing they're getting a little pressure now, so. Yeah. You know, well, we thank that. you very much for calling in. <laughs> All right. Have a good Love night. You. you too. Okay. Um, Anonymous, you live on air. Hi, Wally. How are you? Doing good. How are you doing? Awesome. I'm doing great. Good. So um, I just want to uh, speak on some of the topics that you were speaking about. Um, regarding the comedian AJ, um, while I do agree with you. I think that um, we would probably have to, you know, look at it from another lens because remember, remember, we were we were in a pandemic. We're still kind of like in a pandemic, so you know, people uh, was not, 
you know, getting money and income and stuff like that. So maybe if they did have life insurance, maybe the policy collapsed because they couldn't afford it to continue to pay out, you know, the life insurance. I don't see anything wrong with the wife coming to social media um, asking um, for assistance. There's a lot of people that come to social media asking for assistance with medical bill, with, you know, uh, different issues. You know, there's a lot of people that start GoFundMe. Being that he is a comedian and um, he was known in, um, you know, he, he, was, he was known. I don't see why would that be uh, an issue with her asking, hey, look, if you all really love him, um, and if he did make an impact like how Bow Wow stated, he made such a huge impact in his life, um, can you assist me with burial costs? And I don't think that there was anything wrong with that, you know. Um, and the other thing is is that I don't know if you remember uh, a few years back the guy that um, used to be on the Cosby show where um, when the whole situation happened with Bill Cosby, they removed the Cosby show off of air. So they were no longer getting their residuals like they were getting. And he ended up starting, he ended up having to work at Whole Foods. And remember someone took a picture and then they tried to clown him and stuff like that. So it's not like as if it does not happen to where people, you know, that you probably would look at and you would think that they would have money will fall down on their luck. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? No, I I, yeah. I, I, re, I remember it 100%, and um, and he got went to Whole Foods and everything. Like, we know we have ups and downs. Let's be clear. If you can't make it into a stand-up, go get your regular job. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I'm just saying it for anybody. You know, if it's, two, it's, if it's a two-person household, if money looking funny, doing stand-up, get your regular job. Uber Eats, Uber, Lyft, whatever, um, to make ends meet. What I'm saying is let's not get him out. This is for anybody that think GoFundMe is the way to go because they think that's a replacement of having life insurance, and it's not. You have to invest in that. Make sure you put some money away because we all going to transition one day. What I'm saying is make sure you have and put some way to have some life insurance. That's for everybody. But don't expect, because if you don't have it, don't expect people to just go in their pocket and give to you because that may not happen. You may not get that. Uh, that person to go to your GoFundMe and put that money in there. I've seen cases like that where they couldn't find it. Just like the other man, and I'm just going to say this, he went viral. Remember the one that said, knocking on your window, uh, had your kids, had your wife? His mother passed. What did he have to do? He had to go to GoFundMe. TMZ had to pick it up just for people to donate. Again, you have to invest in life insurance. I'm, I'm going to keep put it, preaching that because that's the correct financial decision that you can make for your family. Go ahead. Right. And I agree with you. But, you know, like I said, and again, remember, we were just in a pandemic. We don't know people's financial situations, having to, you know, pay bills. Remember, a lot of people was unemployed. Um, a lot of people lost jobs. Um, so there could have been a multitude of things. You even have a lot of people that was evicted. So, um, you know, life insurance would be uh, second if you have to keep a roof over your head, keep lights, keep food on the table and stuff like that. But, but you really don't know, you know, when you will transition. However, there are other things in life that, you know, is that may play more of an important role, such as having a roof over your head, you know, food and stuff like that, opposed to having life insurance. But I get your point. Um, the other thing is the whole uh, um, the, the 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 guy you were talking about. Um, 
Omni, I don't think he should get 500 and something years. I think that that's ridiculous. I mean, I think that that's way too freaking excessive. Like, that's not even no one's lifespan. You know what I'm saying? So to even think that he could be potentially facing a maximum of 500 and something years is crazy extreme and ridiculous. Um, the Nikki and Kenny and Natasha thing. So I think we like we spoke about this and um, and I listened to Tasha to to today, and she. Yeah, she did, uh, you know, um, make a decision and kind of like stood on, you know, Nikki should have never gotten with Kenneth and so on and so forth. But then she still kind of like, you know, went after Jen and basically she said that uh, Jen and this guy Black was in cahoots together and they plotted and they made this plan to try and get money from Nikki. I don't know if you heard that part, like as if they were trying to blackmail Nikki. Oh, I didn't hear that part. Okay. Yeah, that's that's something that she was saying, and I think that that would be problematic because if it comes out that that's not true, like Jen can sue Tasha for defamation of character. I think you know, defaming <laughs> her and slandering her, like I thought that that was really, really problematic for her to say that. Um this whole thing is 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 kind of like uh, problematic, but uh, I guess we'll see what goes on with that when it comes out in court. Um, the other part that she touched on was the whole Karen Civil and um, the Jason Lee thing. She didn't acknowledge the fact that Karen Civil admitted to uh, hiring a hacker. She admitted to a crime, which is illegal. So regardless of all of the BS that Jason Lee um, may have done, um, it still does not constitute to the fact of Karen Civil committed a crime by hiring a hacker to take down his account and cost him hundreds of thousands of dollars. That is a crime that she committed. And this is why I say, you know what I'm saying, like what Tasha was saying is like, okay, all of these people from YouTube is about to get together to sue him. Now, don't get me twisted. I'm not a Jason Lee fan because I think that he's said and has done a lot of problematic things um, in the past. So, but she's saying that like all of these YouTubers are about to get about to get together to sue him and possibly file charges on him. And so then it, it brings us back to. Um, Jason Lee should go full throttle with this whole Karen Civil situation because at some point, you know, men are going to have to start standing up to women, you know, because it it don't even make any sense because that whole hacking stuff is illegal. She admitted it that it's illegal, so I don't understand how Tasha gets on her platform to try and justify it and basically insinuate if you go this route, this is what we're going to do. I'm already getting it together. You know, we have all of these people that's coming together, and they're about to sue you. They're about to take you down. Like, what? <laughs> we see that didn't about make that. any sense And then even about the Jordan Lucas Like she acted like 60k wasn't nothing Like what she was supposed to do What do you mean what she was supposed to do She was supposed to do what he hired her to do She didn't do nothing So he has every right to, 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 to You know what I'm saying 
say something about it. It doesn't matter when he decided to speak out about it. He spouted about it. So what do you mean that, like, oh, like he's supposed to just put that 60K on the chin and just, you know, charge it to the game and left it like that? Like, that didn't make no sense. So a lot of the stuff that she said didn't make no sense. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is, you know, Mr. Robert Sylvester Kelly, okay? You made a comment, and you said that his attorneys didn't do a great job. I think his attorneys did an awesome job, especially with um, what they were allowed to do because the judge was extremely biased in the case. Um, The judge definitely was more favorable to the prosecution side. Now, as far as the compare and contrast to the whole Martin Luther King, when he made that statement, he was talking about how Martin Luther King fought for civil rights and how he fought for the Constitution to be upheld. And him saying that is him comparing that to R. Kelly. R. Kelly is fighting for his constitutional rights and the Constitution to be upheld in his case because his constitutional rights was violated from the whole start of this whole case. This case only exists because of a documentary. It doesn't exist for anything else besides a fabricated documentary. Every single accuser that testified on that stand got caught in lies and admitted that it was not being truthful. So he's not on on trial for things that he may have actually done. He's on trial based on a fabricated documentary, nothing more, nothing less. No police reports, no missing person reports, no abuse reports, no no nothing. So this particular trial, I can guarantee you this. God forbid they uh, come out. First and foremost, it's not a RICO. I don't know if you understand what RICO is, is running a criminal enterprise. You can't run a criminal enterprise if you don't have entities to run that with. R. Kelly is standing alone. There is no one else that is on trial with him. If he was, in fact, running a criminal enterprise, meaning he had people to go out and get people to bring them back so that he can abuse them, so that he can lock them up in cages, and so that he can do this, and these people was well aware of it, those people would have been on trial too. That didn't exist because everybody that the government put on the stand said that they didn't see anything, that he treated these women like royalty, that these women was able to come and go as they please. They all had cell phones. There was food provided. No one was locked up in no doors. No one was not. So the government witness fell through. And so what does the judge do? Because the judge knows that a RICO does not fit this case, nor does a man act six fix this case, what she does is she allows the government, when it's time for um, the jury to go in to make a deliberation, she allows the government to change and modify the charges to try and fit their narrative because it's not a RICO. So I'm just giving you some education, but God forbid, like say, for instance, if they come out and they say, okay, well, he's guilty, I can guarantee you 
that is going to be overturned, that once it goes to the appeal court and the appeal court reviews this case from its entirety and review a lot of the stuff that the judge did illegally, um, a lot of corruptness, a lot of, a lot of foolishness that happened in this, in this whole trial and this whole case, I can guarantee you because based on what they charged him for, he is not guilty on none of the stuff that he charged him for. That whole Lifetime documentary was all lies, and it's going to come out. So I just want to tell you that I know people don't believe it, but and, and we can't, we shouldn't even want to allow the judicial system to play with our people like that because if we allow them to do it to our Kelly, then that's setting the precedence for all of our men to be able to just go down because somebody said that they did something to them and they don't have any proof or no evidence or nothing. So this whole case is going to set the precedence for a lot of other stuff. Depending on if R. Kelly win or lose this case, it's going to set the tone for a lot of stuff, and you're going to see a lot of things that's going to be coming down the pipeline with this case. So I think it's a, I think it's important that people kind of, like, get up to speed. I know a lot of people don't care. A lot of people have written him off. Um, but I think that it's important. Like, if you really want real justice, you should want whatever it is that he's being charged with, you know what I'm saying, for it to be accurate and to be accurately proven in court, not just because you feel he's guilty, not because you feel he did something in the past. So he should be, um, he should go to jail for these fictitious crimes that these women alleged that he did that was not proven in court. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that, you know, we, we're really missing the mark on this whole case. Like, you know what I'm saying? But, it is what it is at the end of the day. Let's just see what happens come um, Monday, Tuesday. Because this is this is so weird. Like, the, the, the jury is allowed to go home for the weekend. It, like, they're supposed to be, you know, in court, like, like you know, deliberating. This, this whole case is so weird. So when, I, I, I think by Monday we would know if he's guilty or innocent, probably a verdict either Monday or Tuesday. I believe we should get something, and we will cover it. And I definitely want you to call back in. A lot of people are saying that he's guilty, uh, but you're yeah, I know a lot on. of people are saying that he's guilty because you know they only going based off of what the media put out. So if they're not in, um, if they're not like on YouTube on channels that are reading the trans the the, um, the transcripts from an unbiased perspective. Um, or if they're not physically at the court to see what is happening um, in the in the court, then of course they're going to be like that because they're relying on the media to put out what's going on in the court. And of course the media is only putting it out from a one-sided perspective. They're not putting out, you know, how these women fumbled the block on the defense side and how they got caught up and crossed. How um, how Azriel, you know, got caught up and how, you know, she said, you know, her parents did this and her parents did that and, you know, a lot of the stuff they don't they don't know because like even with the whole Martin Luther King, you notice that people on the blogs only put out the MLK, but they didn't put out the part where um his when his attorney um did that right, where his attorney also compared R. Kelly to Hugh Hefner, where he said that Hugh Hefner lived a playboy life and that's the and that's the type of lifestyle that R. Kelly was living. They didn't put out like the whole daddy thing. So 
you know, they're saying, okay, he had these women call him daddy. The judge would not even allow his songs in court where he got songs that says daddy's home. Usher got songs that says, um, I mean, R. Kelly got songs that say come to daddy. All this, you know, it's so many different daddy, mommy, poppy songs. The judge would not allow that type of stuff. But anywho, when his, um, when his, when his um, attorney was, um, was um, making his last and final points, um, when he compared him to MLK, he also spoke about he compared him to Hugh Hefner in the Playboy lifestyle Hugh Hefner lived. And then he also said Mike Pence, Mike Pence, uh, um, Mike Pence says his girlfriends used to call him daddy, as well as Mike Pence calls his wife mother. You know what I'm saying? So they didn't they didn't highlight that part either. So it's a lot of stuff that is going on in the trial. Again, people would not know, but I just want to let you know, like, you know, the attorney has done a great job as far as with the constrictions that the judge has allowed. So we'll see what the outcome is come next week. Um, but I'm hoping for a not guilty a not a not guilty verdict. And it's free R. Kelly. Thank you so very much. Okay. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you. We're going to go to the next caller here. 646-716-8447. You're live on air. Oh, my God. Wally. I had to call back in because I heard the R. Kelly publicist, and I'm like, I'm certain she's going to talk about R. Kelly. And long and behold, she did talk about R. Kelly. I have never met someone who is so invested into someone who doesn't know that you exist. Just like and and then trying to make scenarios for us to believe that he's not guilty. And not only that, say that his case will make a precedent. There are several cases out there that already exist where white women have accused black men of, of, of doing the R and have and have paid for that, right? We all see when it came to um, the five dudes from New York. Remember the case that came out a couple of years ago of them murdering a, 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 a white lady and they all went to jail, that happened. There are real justice issues. R. Kelly is not one of them. He has money. He has power. He abused that power. He got caught up. This is nothing that you want. You shouldn't even want to want to die on this hill. You shouldn't even want your voice attached to this type of stuff, right? Like, I have never – I don't know if there's, like, a cult of black women – who's out here just believing that R. Kelly is is innocent, but it's so weird. So when she said the case is weird, I find it weird for women to cape for a guy like this who have a history of abuse. With that said, um, she also mentioned, like, not everyone can afford life insurance and stuff. Prioritize, okay? Like, everyone needs health insurance, life insurance. If you have car insurance, okay, and you're, are, you, are you ready to put your car through, um, baby, that's an inanimate object. You need to have health insurance and you need to have life insurance. And this is like a celebrity. So we can't conflate regular people with celebrities who had the means to get life insurance but want to ball until they fall and then realize, oh, snap, I didn't prepare. That's poor planning, and this is a problem within some of the black communities. But I'm sure when a new Jordan's drop. I'm sure when a new bundle drop, I'm sure when other things that don't matter, that don't have value drop, people are in line. But for a little bit of health, a life insurance, you, you can't afford. The other thing is the earlier you get life insurance, the cheaper the premium is because they're not going to ding you for all of the, um, the health stuff that you have. As you grow older, the premium starts to increase because now you have a lot of health issues. 
that's that that that's from day one. So I don't know what needs to happen on a collective, but again, if you are a celebrity, you cannot act broke five broke people. And I'm not saying I'm broke just to be broke. I'm saying compared to a celebrity, you had the means and you failed that. That is not my responsibility. That's on you. And you can't and you can't and and, and, and you can't blame someone. Lastly, why? All right. So I think I think I'm gonna bring her on. I don't know if that's her. Uh, anonymous, is this the same caller? Yes, this is Wally. Okay, cause okay, go ahead, voice, and then we get you let her respond. Go ahead, voice. What would you say your last point? Okay, okay, because I was gonna go into the politics stuff, so we can have the, the caller call talk about her 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 uh, fa- uh factuation with R, the R Kelly case. Go ahead, go ahead, publicist. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, so. Uh... First and foremost, I'm not about to argue or debate with you. I only called in because um, you made a statement as far as, you know, me calling in, defending somebody that I don't know, that I'm not going to ever meet. Well, I think everyone that calls into this show is talking about a celebrity that they don't know, that they may not never meet. So I think that that was an asinine statement that, that you made. I don't have to know anyone to feel like some sort of injustice is being done against somebody or somebody is right versus somebody is being wrong. I'm giving my opinion based on not only uh, what the media is putting out, but based on the facts and things that I have followed. You have not followed the case, so you're only speaking based on a media perspective. So you can't come and try and, and cast judgment on, on on me for some for me, someone that has been following the case and is talking about things that has not been made public or people do not know because you have not been following said case. Um, so I, that's what I call back in and say, like, I, I don't get your point. Like, well, tell me your I'm point. That you're defending someone who has a past history of abusing women as well as men, and in your mind, you you have already implicit bias to where you – I don't care what the case is saying. We all know sometimes some cases – they, you know, I, I feel, I feel like, I feel like you're using the documentary as a as a scapegoat and all to excuse what R. Kelly has done for years. And you're the same person that said you wouldn't mind if your daughter slept at R. Kelly's house. You said you you wouldn't have any qualms with that. And I find it very problematic because he he needs to be held accountable. You 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 and your in the cult that's following this case. Are you a lawyer? Okay. Are you a lawyer? Whatever, whatever credentials you I have, I mean, that, has, that has nothing. To, that has nothing to do with anything. Are you gonna so let me talk or you gonna talk? I'm not about to. You gonna let me speak or you wanna talk? No, go ahead. Because we ahead. can't talk together. No, I agree. Go ahead. Okay, so let me respond to you. First and foremost, like the last time when we spoke. You keep talking about a man that has abused women. R. Kelly was accused of marrying Aaliyah. R. Kelly was accused of pissing on somebody, right? Now, from the alleged marriage, from the alleged tape, tell me from from that time, and I, I think that trial was in 2008, from 2008 up until 2018 or 2019, what have you heard about R. Kelly as far as abusing Anyone. You R haven't Kelly heard anything prior to a documentary. Much. 
R. Kelly has not been making much music, but that doesn't excuse his behavior for all the trauma that a woman has experienced under his spell. And again, we cannot say when is the right time for a victim to come forward. You're making it seem like, oh, because nothing happened in 2018, we can't hold them accountable for what years happened. If someone can be charged, no matter how long ago it is, pull those charges on him. No, there's no alleged. He did marry Aaliyah. There's no alleged. You don't find it problematic in you- when they were all dressed up together and she was like, that's my little friend. You don't find it weird that the songs that you're now playing with R. Kelly seems like she's ready, ain't hit nothing but a number by Aaliyah. That, that doesn't creep you out. Like, I can't even listen to his music anymore because every time I listen to it, I'm thinking, was he talking about an underage teen? Like, you don't feel that, that, type, of, that type of unsettlement as a woman? I, I find that weird that you're really out here casing, no matter what the case is saying, uh, for you tapered for someone like R. Kelly. Like, and you're trying to conflate the idea and state it, this was set presidents. Presidents of whom? Like, a regular black man don't have the resources Kelly had, don't have the power that R. Kelly has. There are real cases out there where men were accused, okay? And because they couldn't have the best attorneys, they are in jail right now. Those I agree with. But you are using someone who has power, who abused power, someone who just got popped, who, and they did a documentary to open those gates, and sometimes it takes that, and to justify his actions. I find that weird. To me, I find that weird. Okay, and I find everything that you just said weird because, for one, he did not marry Aaliyah. It came out in court. But, again, you would not know that because you was not in court, and nor are you following this trial. For two, when you talk about the sex tape, he was found not guilty. For three, in this particular trial, there was no tape, no police report, no type of reports, no type of nothing. So you keep stemming upon allegations that has already been proven not to be true. So now what else is it that you want to hold R. Kelly to the cross for? Because it's just allegations. It's rumors and it's allegations. But it's not something that has been concrete and something that has been proven in the court of law. The Aaliyah marriage came up in court. It was found that they did not get married. There was never anything that was filed against the court. There was no, R. Kelly did not pay for no ID. All of this stuff just came out in court. So you keep talking about a marriage that never really existed. Money and as far as as far as them dressing alike, do you understand that Aaliyah and R. Kelly was both signed to the same label, was both managed by the same people. You know that managers do that, right? Do you remember um, the, the, uh, the manager that was managing B2K um, where he had all the boys in the bed with no underwears on, had them all in the beds with no underwears on, had them stripped down to their boxers and stuff like that? Do you remember that? And as far as the song, Age Ain't Nothing But a Number, what about Monica? Monica started singing about sex when she was 16. Tevin Campbell, all of these people, when you're talking about people from the 90s, go and listen to their music. Tevin Campbell, song, Break It Down. I don't want nobody else to hear the sound. He was 16 years old when he came out with that song, This Love is a Private Affair. Interrupt the flow, no, they better not dare. He was talking about sex. So what is you talking yes, about? Yeah, but it's different when it's a tangible experience now that we know. A grown man should not want to dress like an underage teenager and say, that's my little friend. That interview was Okay, very but creepy. what you're talking about is that a grown is, man that was on, managed I, I, by I, I the same manager as that individual that was putting out that imagery. Remember, these managers, these stylists, these people are the ones that dress these celebrities, that takes these pictures and put out certain imagery. Do 
Do you think Amarion and BTK okay, wanted to walk around in boxes and be in a bed together? Saying, I don't want to no. dress like I don't want to dress like I don't want to dress like a little young tea and make people seem that we're married. And, they, and did you see that they did have a marriage certificate available when it comes to it that? It was and people paid. Could be paid off. It came out in court that it never happened. They bought the person from Vital Statistics. It came out in court that it never happened. It was fake. So now what's next? The marriage did not happen. Aaliyah was never pregnant. What's next? How do you know? There's a lot of things people can It came out in court. Do you comprehend? Court. It came out in court. And also, and also, you're mentioning, oh, he wasn't found guilty with a urination. Let's not act like videos can't be changed. Let's not act like he can just say, oh, because the video specifics is not good. It's not me. We know he did it. So your brain. Okay, do you know know the age of the person? Okay, so if you're saying that he did it, right? Do you know the age of the person that was on the tape? Can you tell the age of the person that was on the tape? Do you know how old that I, person was I that was, was on the tape? I of the whole ordeal that I even watched the tape because that's child pornography. So I'm okay, so how are you talking about and something was, that you I didn't even watch? But how are you speaking on something that you didn't even see for yourself with your own two eyes? Okay, so then how are you going to say that a grown man pissed on a child if you didn't watch it with your own two eyes? Okay. You just like, taking hearsay. I'm not gonna sit there and watch a tape of someone that's being abused by a abuser. Okay, so you it's just gonna take hearsay that he so pissed on on, on, on somebody that was underage. Okay, so you took that hearsay, right? That he pissed on an underage, right? Now, guess what? R. Kelly went to trial. R. Kelly went to trial for it, right? He got found not guilty. He got found not guilty. Are you still holding on to this alleged tape where he allegedly pissed on a on a twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen year old girl? That you never seen. Yes, I am because R. Kelly is known to be an offender, and I'm not going to excuse an offend a person who's known to be an offender. How is he an offender that. if he was because never found guilty of anything? I don't see a lot of people. You're okay. You're making it seem like you're making it seem like someone's not found guilty. That doesn't mean he did the, the, the crime. That's not know, what I'm making it seem like. What I'm saying is, is that you want somebody that is that is accused of something to go to trial, right? He went to trial for it. The jury of his peers looked at it and said. Hey, I don't they think he's guilty off. on it, and they found him not guilty on it. They were paid off. They were paid off. Things happened. Oh in my God! They were paid off. You're so, and you never you clearly, the you're clearly you delusional. I think you, you're just. You're delusional. I, I just think that you don't like I men. I really. Do, I don't think you like I, I men. You men. might have a husband, but I, I, I really I think you just in this in this deluded mind of believe all women, and I just think that you just hate men. I don't put on my cape and my pick Misha for a guy like R. Kelly. But I love black men. I'm sure you don't have to. But I'm not but you, going but to you don't have to. It's not a, it's not even and only then, about R. Kelly. It's about a black man, wanted. period. And no, he's a black man that did harm to black women. Let's make it clear. And we know a lot of black what men have black done woman harm has to he black done harm to as black trans women. And what, I'm not do you have Okay, like which that. black woman has he done harm to? All the black women that came forward. You were so you all here the women? <laughs> are, are you were you part of his whole? You are opera? clearly del- you are clearly delusional. I'm not delusional. at all. I'm not. You're, you're sitting on there looking at conspiracy theorists and putting this in your mind like, oh my God, R. Kelly is. Uh, so was Harvey Weinstein? You said the all of the women that came like, forward. Yes. So all you said so all of the women, all of the women that accused him of things that they that they when they got on the stand was found to not be true. 
you're saying that he really abused all of those women that got caught up on cross-examination, right? That R. Kelly uh, gave $75,000 to pay for uh, vacations, pay for trips, pay for birthdays, pay for all of this other type of stuff. All these women had iPhones, iPads, um, MacBook Pros, was traveling, able to come and go as they please. So you saying that you believe all of the accusers from surviving R. Kelly that says that they was chained, they was locked up, they was starved, they had to piss and boo-boo in bags on buses. But when they got in court, none of that stuff ever happened. They didn't right. say the same story when they got in court. Oh, so um, like I said, you still never answered the okay. question. Which Hold on one second. All, we get question with that. All, all right. So both of them got it together. I don't think y'all going to be able to resolve it. <laughs> we won't be. Wally, Thank I you. want to ask your opinion you, on the, uh, Kamala Harris and where the Peace Democratic out, Wally, and it's still free, okay. R. Kelly. Okay. Well, okay. Go ahead with your last statement, boys. What would you say? Yeah, I'm sorry, Wally. So moving on from that, um, you know, with this whole Kamala and where we're going with the Haitians and stuff, Kamala could have still stood up because she's Caribbean, right? She, so she her can. parents, um, she, her father's information. She is the vice president. She have to do what her boss, who is President Biden, be. They have to stay on message. She can't go off of message. That would be great in a perfect world, but she's a politician, and she have a future that she want to run in the next four years or maybe eight. So she can't go against what Biden is preaching. They have to preach the same message. She may in private believe that Biden should do more to give asylum to Haitian immigrants or to Haitian migrants, but she is his you know, she's second in command. She's not in the seat of the most powerful position. She's the second most powerful person, but she don't really have power. This is all on, on President Biden, in my humble opinion. But we know it's a racial issue, though, right? Because if you can accept 100,000 Afghanistan means or Gaffians, why of you can't course. accept 10,000 people, right? Yes. And, I feel like, and I feel like this is going to hurt the Democratic Party even further. Because now, you know, I'm Caribbean. And to see this happening to black immigrants is very problematic. So, you know, right now the Republicans are trying to find a way in order to, because um, now what they're going to see, right. Republicans are going to be like, hey, you know, Trump, 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 like we should have closed the border down, blah, blah, blah. And I, I don't think we're going to win the House when, the House when we have to do re-election. I feel like right now we're not getting anything done, and we have the House, the Senate, and the presidency. I don't know what Biden is doing. But I feel like this is going to be a new shift when it's time for, like, mid-year elections if they don't get it together. Because they're not – like, I feel like this is a big problem, and this is going to uh, be brought up. All right. Thank you very much, Voice of New York. Okay, we're going to go to the next caller, 6705. Call you on air. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Wiley Show. Hello, Wiley. Um, I just want to speak to that caller that was – Supporting R. Kelly like it was her last bread and butter. Okay, um, go ahead. I just want to know what is she going to do on Monday when he's found guilty? Like, I don't know what case she's been following, but this man is guilty. And I'm pretty sure he's guilty of a lot more things than they can prove in court. I've been keeping up with uh, another YouTuber who has been going through all of the documents every day the different testimonies that's on trial. He doesn't even, his lawyers doesn't even have any uh, witnesses to put on the stand. Nobody to corroborate what R. Kelly has been not doing all of these years. 
I do believe that the document documentaries uh, have, like, you know, some women on there that may not be telling the whole truth, but he's definitely guilty of a lot of the things he's been accused of. I don't know what trial she's watching, but he did marry Aaliyah. It is possible, more possible and likely, that he did get her pregnant. And um, listening to her made me feel sad for her. Like, is she blind or something? Like, what is she not seeing? And she said that she believed her child along with R. Kelly. <laughs> like, what? What, what, what? what? Is we not in the same world or what? Like, I, I don't feel bad for him. Like, I, I don't feel bad for him. I feel bad for so many young women. And the girl on that tape was 14 years old that he pissed on her. She was 14 years old. You can even look on that child's face and tell that she's a minor. She didn't. Her boobs was not even big enough for her to be having sex. So I don't know. Uh, I, I, yeah, that just really blew my mind to see somebody defending him in that kind of way. Another black woman. She sounds like she's black. I, I, I don't get that. Like I don't understand. Um, yeah, that's all I had to say. I just feel bad. I, I, I'm glad when my ticket here, so that. You know, they can do whatever they want to do, the jury or whatever. But I feel bad for her. Like, is she, was she planning on writing him while he's in jail? Because he's not getting out, ever. I don't think so. All right. Um, well, we thank you so very much. All right. Thanks for taking well, my call. I enjoy your show. Well, thank you. Thank you so very much for calling in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you all can, do me a favor and follow us on Twitter at Wiley Show. That's W-I-L-E-Y-S-H-O-W. And you can tweet us on Twitter. And you can hashtag uh, The Wiley Show. So, again, uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, we're going to do the after show on Station Head. We want to say special shout-out for that. So we're going to keep the conversation going on Station Head if you want to follow us. Okay. I can drop that link to you guys. Give me a second. For y'all can do it on, so y'all can follow me on Station Head. Give me a second. I'm going to drop it. All right. We can play music over there. It's a whole lot that we can do over there on Station Head. Okay. Follow me on Instagram. Thank you all for letting Leave us a comment. Like the button. If you have not liked the video, like the video. Thank you so very much. This was a great show. Okay. Thank you so very much. Y'all were able to hear the callers. Make sure you like the video when you hit, hit that like button. Thank you so very much for that. Follow me on Instagram at Wiley Show. Follow me on Twitter at Wiley Show and all social media, the Wiley Show. Follow us over there, uh, right there and there. That is where it's at. Okay, uh, let's see. I think we're going to take this last caller, and that's it. Another message. You lie. Not guilty. Okay? Free R. Kelly. Not guilty. Have a good night, Wally. All right. Good night. Okay. What? 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 Is we really going to do this right now? What? Is we really going to do this? Exclusive. That's right. Bringing you the best in politics and celebrity gossip. <laughs> this is The Wally Show.
Thank you all so very much for calling in, man. On that note, we got to go. On that note, we, we got to go, okay? Talk to y'all later. Make sure y'all leave us a comment. Thumbs up. Thank you all so very much. Talk to y'all later. Peace. See y'all over there on Station Head. Bye, y'all. <laughs> What's up, you guys? Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. We are live. Hold up. I'm going to play a song right quick. So y'all bear with me. I'm going to play a song right quick. We are live. We are live. Can y'all hear me? Give me a second. Let me play this song.